Gemini Brett of More Than Astrology. Welcome to Storytelling Hour here on Lucid Vibe Radio. Jupiter in Scorpio, a year of expanding the art of the heart. That was um, a strange performance of a song I wrote about six years ago during a state of significant dissolution. The scorpion turn me back into the phoenix. Burn me, return me to my ashes. Hello, <laughs> Scorpio. Let's maybe um, let's maybe talk about a story. It's late at night. It's um, October twelfth, Thursday, Thursday, Jupiter's day. It's 11.02 a.m. and I'm recording from home in Seattle, Washington in the hour of the sun. The freaks come out at night, you know. But there was a time when the freaks were out at night and at day all over the place. The demons had run amok and she came to clean house, Kali Ma. The specific version of the demon that she came to heal this world of. And she was doing the trick, slicing and dicing. But the demons developed some new skills. And while Kali was cutting their heads off and collecting them for her new necklace, the blood from these demons decapitated stumps dripped to the earth and new demons were born coming forth left and right. So she had to develop a new technique. So now she was slicing their heads from their shoulders and sucking the blood out of them before it could strike the land so no demons would be born. And it worked. She cleaned house but she had developed a blood lust and they saw that she would kill it all out of control now that she would destroy all of creation so Shiva laid in her path in a state of pure heart and pure mind he laid there just ready to lose his life if that's what it had to be 
And here she came, we know this image, her necklace of skulls, her belt of arms, a bloody tongue hanging out, weapons flailing, that foot raised above Shiva, about to stomp the last breath of life from his lungs. But he held center, pure light of consciousness, of mind, of heart. And she didn't drop that foot aggressively. She instead lowered herself gently, and there were eons of earth-shaking galactic lovemaking, and it was all good. Scorpio. Is it the Kali Ma? Here to clean up house, chase the demons out of town, but perhaps destroy all of creation in the process? Or is it that pure light of heart, of consciousness, and holding center in the midst of the storm, bringing balance through control. And yes, it is both. Scorpio. Getting really, really real in the feely, feely feel. The art of the heart. The absolute, authentic Devotion to the experience and expression of the deepest passions, desires, excitements, the enchantress. But the witch was burned at the stake, the shamans called fake and chased out of town, the mysteries of alchemy forced underground. The art of the heart. That's how I feel these fixed signs as we call them, the middle signs of the seasons, Taurus of the earth, Leo of the fire, Scorpio of the water, Aquarius of the air, earth, Taurus, body, senses, the art of sensuality, intimacy is an art form. Leo, fire, will, spirit, the art of radiance, of self-love, Aquarius, the art of air, consciousness, expanding consciousness for the sake of expansion. Scorpio, the art of the heart. These fixed signs, these service to self-transformation signs, perhaps those most muted by a culture that says no to growth, transformation, expansion. A culture says the only way we can transform is through natural selection, that the habitat must fall apart around us so that we can evolve. And we know in our own lives this is often true, that it is those times of calcination, of the burning down to our core, our ashes, to remove that which is not us from the scene, followed by dissolution, confusion. How many times do I have the honor to sit with self and with friends, clients, saying, I feel I've lost my way, everything I knew has been taken away. 
everything was burned. And the alchemist would say, yes, celebrate, for when the matter becomes black and rejoice, now you know you are on your path to purification. But it doesn't always feel that way, does it? Feels like a path to death. And yet we survive. What died? Parts that were ready to go. How can we learn to do this with control? How can we learn to stay center and to transform by coming forth to the way of light? Is it possible? Is it only those things that happened to me, which after time of recovery and contemplation, I realized happened for me, for they were the catalyst for my greatest growth. But at the time, that gift was wrapped in such ugly paper, too heavy to unfold. The song I started the uh, live broadcast with, I recorded six years ago. And Jupiter was opposite my sun. And I was in a time of self-inflicted dissolution, having performed operations in the social world that I would not recommend. And yet it was the beginning of the Brett that I know now. Turn me back into the phoenix. Burn me. Return me to my ashes. I'm going to rise from them again. Turn me back into the serpent. I'm going to shed my skin. Turn me back into the scorpion and allow the transformations to begin again. Cast me down into your underworld. I'm going to step in the wet footprints of Osiris under the gaze of Anubis. Cast me down into the darkness of your blue abyss. I'm going to clean the sting. I'm going to rinse the sin of the scorpion. But there's a long way left to go. You got to let the changes take a hold. In the end, you'll know you've grown. I know you'll grow control of yourself and your soul. Yeah, that was a tough time. And the seed planted in that mess is now flowering six years later. I talked about the moon game some time ago, about planting seeds at new moon time, and how at the first quarter, about a week later in the lunation cycle, they sprout, busting through the hard soil, the wind and the rain can bring a lot of confusion and pain, but a week later at the full moon, at the opposition, the flower, illumination. And if we are willing to allow the flower to be pollinated, fertilized, the fruit will grow, the fruit of wisdom. But will we be wise? Will we run around showing off that golden apple that we've earned, or will we eat? and drop the core and let it compost and drop the seeds that are hidden inside so a new cycle can begin again. So for the moon, sun, this great lunisolar cycle, this lunation, it's 29 and a half days, it's a quick trip. For Jupiter, 12 years, 
spending about a year in every sign, and Jupiter has recently ingressed Scorpio, October 10th. 10, 10, 10, since 2017, numerologically, is also 10. Jupiter ingressed Libra on 999, September 9th, 2016, so about 13 months and a day in the Libra way, and now preparing for a year of Scorpio, October 10th, 2017, all the way until November 8th, 2018. We will feel Jupiter's energy, which is expansive opportunity, they say. And they call Jupiter benefic. But what is it to expand the Scorpio way? The art of the heart, the depths. I like to call Scorpio heart yoga. There's three water signs, you know. Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. Cancer, the cardinal sign of water, the other's focus of the water, the science of the water. What's the science of the water? We water stuff. We help it grow. Cancer, nurturing. Mother, father, good mother, good father, that energy of caring. Pisces, mutable water, the spirit of the water. All the world's children are my children. There is only one heart. They are me. I am he as he is she, and they are we, and something about a walrus and goo-goo-ka-choo. With Scorpio, the fixed water, the water of self-transformation, the art of the heart, the deep waters. Difficult place to access in a world that says no to expressing what we feel. Call that manic depression. You know, don't bring that heavy stuff over here. <laughs> don't even bring that excitement. It's too much. Keep it down. What are you sad? Take two of these and don't call me in the morning. You won't have to. You'll be a good little robot. <laughs> How can we allow ourselves to allow ourselves to express? So the heart yoga, you know, in the asana practice, there's that point where you are about to snap the boundary, you know, the edge. And you can take it past that point to know where it is. And you can extend that snapping point through practice. You know, that's not necessarily the point of the practice, though. We don't want to snap. We don't want to break. So what is this in the yoga of the heart? You know, stretching to the boundaries of feeling all the way up, <laughs> the boundary of bliss, all the way down the boundary of despair, crossing those lines just to see that they are there. Yeah, but once we've crossed over, we know, yes, here they are, this is the limit. And we can then allow ourselves to be inside that boundary in the, in the healthy places, but in an expansive place, a place that most will never go. There's so much fear of feeling, so much conditioned restriction to the ways of the art, of the heart, to the alchemical sense and the Scorpio mysteries. So many lightworkers, it would seem, might never truly know 
the truest light, for they fear to go also in the other direction. For this will expand outwards in every direction simultaneously. Can I look into the shadow as much as I'm directed to go towards the light? It's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing not to fight. We want to stay balanced. Suppression is the direction in this crazy culture that burned the enchantress, that ridiculed the alchemist when rational science came around to save us from our real selves, you know. So we suppress and we're taught this and we can serve the suppressed to control us. You hear that word with Scorpio, control, power. Well, power because expansion, because living in those alive places at the edge, past the boundaries of the acceptable feeling, but in a healthy way, expanded in powerful way. This is why the witch was burned. She was too powerful for those who would claim control. And power is a beautiful word when our power is controlled. And control is a beautiful word too. We can serve the suppressed to control us. There's this thing she does. I can't deal with it. <laughs> but if I say something, we're just going to get into that same argument. It's going to go nowhere. So I'll just bury that, push that down further, further. That's not me. I'm a reasonable being. Or so I think until that day where washing the dishes and I throw a plate for some reason I can't even describe but what it is is that thing that I tried to suppress that refuses to hide forever and so it explodes and takes control I suppress that thing and put it on some golden throne deep in the shadow in a place I can't see and yet there it is raining <laughs> controlling me I serve the suppressed to control me what if I own that this is me, that I am my light and my shadow too? What if I bring that shadow to the light? Which isn't taping angel wings to the demons, as the great Tom Waits once <laughs> professed, if I exercise my devils, then my angels will leave too. What if I own all of me? But then bring that out and express that authenticity so we come into this truth that suppressing ourselves does not serve me, it does not serve you. And however, authenticity can just seem like blah, you know, uncontrolled. Get out of the mind, get into the heart, let it do its thing. But there's also a quality of get out of the heart, get into the mind, and purify both sides, and then conjoin them, bring them back together. Solve et coagula, dissolve and coagulate. I can authentically learn me, but before I express all that I am, also 
come into control of that. So I can serve the suppressed to control me, or I can control the expressed to serve me, which is also a service to all, for this is the art of the heart. Fix thine, Scorpio. Fix yourself to fix the world, for you are that. We are the all. Transformation. And we are going to feel that thing expand and blow up. It's not like we don't have enough reality in our world right now. World on fire and flooded. The winds, the earth shaking, quakes, the volcanoes. Terrifying. And our fear of that terror and our fear of death and our fear of the fear of death and our fear of the fear of the fear of death. <laughs> out of control. But things will rise to the surface that are ready to go. Will we be ready to purge this? And can we stay centered? Can we be in control? A wise one does not try to stop the flood, <laughs> but rather grabs the surfboard gets ready for a good time the tidal wave is coming and you can try to run away but it's not going to happen anyway so what about diving through to find the calm the peace on the other side could that happen is there truth in this And could we possibly grow through bliss? This is what excites me. What excites you? What truly excites you? When we suppress these things we feel are negative, we also suppress our ability to connect to the excitement machine and perhaps that is the greatest guide of where we are meant to be, who, how we are meant to be. That voice that knows when you come to the crossroads, what will be left or right? I don't know, because I've disconnected myself from that passionate gnosis of the heart, which says, left! Or right, <laughs> but it knows. So taking back our authentic expression and learning to control that expression for when it's too much for people feeling into that, finding fellowship, finding those who can hold that space, being with folks who aren't going to say good when you ask how are you doing, <laughs> to not expect that, to surround ourselves with people who will answer how are you doing, not as a greeting, but as a sincere, authentic question, only asked by those who are willing to listen for what a profound question this is. 
we're so confused often at how we are actually feeling. It's easier just to say good. Many of you will know that my comment response is adequate. What about growing through bliss? So this Darwinistic idea, right? Natural selection. Well, shouldn't we have some selection in there? I mean, should it only be these crazy, uncontrolled, unpredictable storms that come and shake us out of what we used to be, that pain that helps us grow? If we courageously go into that crazy state of, I don't even know who I am anymore, the dissolution so we can separate ourselves from that which no longer serves. So we can cut the head off the demon and suck the blood from the stump so no new demons are born. Why, just to make a necklace? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about that necklace made of ears and another Van Gogh. So choose a better plan. Think about the fans and sing some songs that they already know. So the idea of growth through bliss is this. It is founded on an idea that the earth game is about growth. If you truly choose to play, if you truly choose to dance, and it's your prerogative whether you will or not. If you've made it this far into this rap, you're a dancer. Status quo is not to. Status quo is to collect some things and take it easy and have some success and some fun and be known and whatnot, you know. But you are on a path of growth. You are a mystic opening your eyes, peeking behind the veil. At this time, things really come alive because things die. Yeah. Equinox and the leaves turn these beautiful colors. That beauty of the sunset, but then it gets dark. The branches are bare and death is in the air and the veil is thin. And yet, on the other side, half of the world, the bright bloom of spring. So Scorpio is this too. Can we grow through flowers or will we not even remember to stop to smell them until we've almost died? Which reminds us to come alive. Perhaps the curriculum in this game of growth would be that of bliss. If we can prove to universe that we grow just as rapidly through bliss as we do through despair. Well, I can drive home and hit a raccoon on the road and get quick to my power animal books and see what that was about. And what if I just see a raccoon walking on the street with no <laughs> unintentional crime of raccoon slaughter by car? <laughs> Will I still head to that book and see what the raccoon is about? Will I still see the signs if they're not forced into me? 
a new love comes into life, a beautiful being, and it feels like some karmic relief for all that stuff you've been through. And so vacation, disengagement, enjoy the ride. This beautiful light, those eyes in the morning time, waking up next to a new love, being seen, having one to see. And then it has to fall apart. Why? Because this is a game of growth and you have shown, he says to himself, <laughs> that you grow through those times of catalyst by calcination and pain and burning and that the final feathers of the phoenix fry so that I may rise. What if in that time of bliss you said, why me? Just as you are forced to in the times of pain, loss, despair. I try to remind myself every day to say, why me? Why did astrology literally fall out of space into my face? And I found this thing to do that I love so much I can't stop doing it. That work feels like play, so true work gets done. Why me? Shaking my open, loving hand to the heavens <laughs> instead of the fist when I feel like I've been punched. How can I learn to grow through bliss? How can I stay engaged in times of pleasure as much as I am forced to in times of pain? Is there potential in this, in the Scorpio mysteries? They say Jupiter is a benefic. It's all good. And first of all, we often find that's not the case. Some use the proof that folks often fade away or die in Jupiter times. <laughs> but they say Pluto transits for those left behind, Jupiter for the ones who get to graduate to the next place. Still, Jupiter often has a bit of a trickster smile in his game. You've grown, you've changed, you've left that old thing you used to do. And he comes around and say, good, you've earned this. And you say, yes. And he's waiting for you to say, yeah, no, that's that thing that I said I've grown away from, cat. No. And he says, good, now this. We might feel some of those temptations opening up at this time with Jupiter and Scorpio this year that really wants to expand the heart, but to expand also that heart art and the art of transformation, the alchemy. And the alchemical process of transformation starts with the hot fire. But later, it's a warm flame. They would say like a hen gracing her eggs with her warmth so they can incubate. What if we did not need to hear yells from the cosmos? <laughs> what if we instead chose change? What if we instead decided to listen to those 
little whispers from within that say this doesn't work. Switch it up. Leave that thing. But where will I go? Sometimes we can't know until we split, yes? Do we always have to jump from the cliff and try the new eagle wings? <laughs> not necessarily, not necessarily. It can be very wise. Rather than hobo jumping from one train, moving in a rapid direction to another one going exactly opposite on the tracks, it can be wise to allow them to slow and to make a graceful switch at the station. But we know, we know things that aren't working. And we get in these patterns. Sometimes we even get in these patterns and choose to stay there just so things will come and shake us awake again. What if we chose to just rise without the shaking? For when we are shaken, don't we lose that dream, that vision that will set us free? So happy glasses, grow through bliss. This feels good. Why me? <laughs> what if that could work? Could we choose our curriculum by showing that which we most grow through? They taught me in school it had to be natural selection. But that's before I knew I was part of nature. So, is the selection mine to make? And could I possibly make it by choosing to grow through energies that actually feel good? Opportunities that I know are aligned to who I am and choose to be. Does it have to be so confusing and painful? Jupiter has a 12-year trip, so, you know, you, like me, might be Scorpio. And if so, Jupiter's coming to align to your sun. You might have a Scorpio moon. You might be Taurus, and if so, Jupiter was hanging out with your sun six years ago, the seed. Three years later, a quarter of the way through the cycle, the sprout, and now the flower. Perhaps your Venus is Aquarius and Jupiter aligned with her nine years ago, a seed three years later with Jupiter and Taurus, the sprout, the flower three years back when Jupiter was in Leo and now that fruit of wisdom. What have you cultivated? So connecting to the great dance of moon and sun we can study this quickly, connecting to that great cycle of seed, sprout, flower, fruit, seed, sprout, flower, fruit, will help us engage with these longer cycles. Jupiter and Scorpio for a year. You ready for that? <laughs> What's it going to mean for you? And sometimes the point of the thing is not to know isn't it? Trying to magically control everything in the realms might not be the point. 
But learning to control our responses, to slow our reactions, to allow our true authentic self to express in a balanced and supportive way. I think this is a lot of the game. When Jupiter moved into Libra last year and there was a lot of rap from the astrological fold that now everything's going to be balanced and beautiful. Justice. How'd that work out? And be careful with these assignments like this planet is good and this planet is bad. This planet likes this place and this planet hates this place and this planet is strong here and this planet is weak here. Is that how life is? And if benefic, if expansive, if good, does that mean easy? Light and breezy? Not necessarily. Some signs go out, some signs go in. Scorpio is the latter. Deep in, depths of the water. So part of this is deeply connecting to our water, which is the heart. I learned this sometime from a wise man and the wise talking about <clears throat> giving water. He said, you must receive water in a good way. We are at a time where the water is hurt, polluted, droughts. And so when we receive water, to receive it in a good way, to consciously realign through prayer, you know. Thank you, you are life. You feed my soul, you purify me. Allow our marriage to also purify you. Receiving water in a good way, instead of people are thirsty and I'm so terrible and we've done these things and you know, just distorting that water crystal with this pain and shame and guilt that is not receiving water in a good way. But not only to receive water in a good way, but to give water in a good way. That is sweat. That is tears. The holy water. Getting really, really real in the feely, feely feel. Jupiter is said to be hot and moist. <laughs> hot means he lifts things up adds energy to the system, expands, moist, connection, and dry, think of sand, separates, moist, think of mud, brings it all together. So this is a time to meet all of ourselves. There's things that we feel we've healed from because we got to that level where it stopped controlling us like it used to, but that doesn't mean the gig is done. The crowd is calling for an encore. <laughs> Have the final feathers of the phoenix burned. It doesn't have to be such a drag. What does the serpent think? 
when it's molting time. Oh my god, my skin, I'm going to die. And yet then that old flaky skin sheds away to be replaced with a new slick and shiny model in which to better slither. But what about next year? Oh my god, my skin! How many moltings does it take for a snake to anticipate the next with excitement? How many does it take for us? What if we could get to that place where we just chose to brush the old dirt away? Consistently. Hmm. I'm glad so many of you could um, join me live right now. And I've seen a lot of comments. And I feel like if I let my water flow more than this, I'm just going to start crying, y'all. <laughs> so maybe in the last um, 15 minutes or so here, um, Somebody might want to ask a question. You know, maybe you have an astrological question. How is Jupiter and Scorpio going to work for me? So if you do, type it in the comments here. And um, I can respond. Or maybe... What I'll do if I don't see something um, is just to take us through a super quick trip of the astrological houses. So if you're playing this astro game, you probably know what house Scorpio is on your chart. And there's many house systems, but let's just play the old way of whole sign houses. Maybe I'll answer or attempt to answer this question from Paresh first. You know, and my rule always is I'll attempt to answer any question as long as you question my answer. Um, Ken writes, how does Jupiter and Scorpio relate to 2006? Um, well, Jupiter has a 12-year cycle, actually 11.86 years, so in 2006, which was 12 years before 2018, Jupiter was in Scorpio. Yeah, because Jupiter will be in Scorpio in our time now from October 2017 until November 2018. So it's mostly a 2018 thing, right? So subtract 12, 2006. So that's the last time. Jupiter was here in Scorpio. If it was later 2006, Sagittarius. Yeah. And so, full cycle, Ken. All the way around again. So, that's a really wonderful time, you know, if you have Scorpio assignments on your soul song, just to check in with how did that full cycle go. And with Jupiter, because 12 years, we can divide by four and look at these kind of three-year increments for seed, sprout, flower. Alright, Paresh asks, how will Saturn and Capricorn affect this Jupiter transition? 
Yeah, it's a really interesting question, these two, <laughs> who seem to be such opposites. The symbol of Jupiter is the crescent of soul over the cross of matter, and for Saturn, the cross of matter over the crescent of soul. And uh, they say Jupiter good and Saturn bad. Jupiter benefic, Saturn malefic. Jupiter hot and moist, Saturn cold and dry. It couldn't be more opposite Saturn, this world, this world that we can touch. I like to say that they're in it together. You know, Jupiter does have this very expansive vibe. Just ascend, go back home. Don't you remember? You are a source. You're an angel being. <laughs> what are you doing here? And Saturn says, finish the gig. Saturn, the skin of the solar system. You came here to do a job, dude. You're not leaving until it's time. People say, oh, I just wish I could die, you know. And yet something says, no, you don't, because here you are. And thank you. Anyway, I like to think of these two playing with one another like a hot air balloon. And so hot air balloon rising to the heavens. That might be Neptune up there. Uranus is this bright idea. We could build a balloon. Uranus might also be the lightning bolt that strikes that thing down. Pluto, the fear that that's exactly what's going to happen. Chiron saying, that's cool. 17 lifetimes later will be the best thing that ever happened to you. But see, Jupiter is the air that lifts you to the heavens. But you would go nowhere without Saturn. For he is the fabric in that wicker basket in which you ride. So where the expansive air meets that restrictive fabric, it can feel like war until we find this balance, this equilibrium. Yeah. So Saturn and Jupiter have an opportunity to work that kind of trip out. We thought maybe that would go down a little bit this last year. I didn't necessarily see it in the world without but certainly more and more in the world within and in community and fellowship. There was said to be generosity, Saturn, Sagittarius, a sign said to be ruled by Jupiter and Jupiter and Libra where it said that Saturn is exalted. So when they were dancing there as they were for this last year, there was this idea that they would participate with one another gracefully. And I think there's a lot of things in the outer mirror right now where certainly that doesn't look like the shape but that doesn't have to be how it is inside and if we wait for the mirror to smile first it never will so jupiter when he ingressed scorpio on october 10th with saturn still in sagittarius now they come into this 30 degree thing just from sign to sign that's called a semi-sextile or an aversion so signs next to one another on the wheel of life cannot see one another but saturn on december 21st on winter solstice this year will move into capricorn for so many that's like homecoming for saturn so there's all this like terror being spread about saturn and capricorn which is so strange to me because I'll hear cats also say that's where Saturn's at home. Well, you don't want a strong Saturn, I guess, is the idea. And then a lot of people are looking ahead to 2020 because Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter will all meet together, cuddle up and 
Capricorn, and most people are speaking about that in not such cuddly ways. So I've been interviewed a couple times about 2020, and it's like, what, Ram Dass just write a book called Be Here in Three Years? Like, why don't we think about it now? So we can fast forward to December 21st, 2017, when Saturn ingresses Capricorn, and at that time there will be this whole sign sextile aligning again between Jupiter now in Scorpio and Saturn then in Capricorn. And it'll be interesting. I mean, certainly when we play in kind of the rules of astrological mundane games, you know, we're talking about power and control here, not just from the Scorpio fold, but that Capricorn so often is associated with governments and police and the rule makers and lawgivers and all this patriarchal jazz. And first of all, and this is very important, Capricorn, like Scorpio, are signs that go in. This is a touchy subject, but, you know, traditionally we call those signs feminine. And signs that go out, masculine, the air and the fire, up and out, the blade that rises, the earth and the water, down and in, the chalice that falls evolution and involution meant to be in balance. So we could say yang and yin rather than masculine and feminine if that's easier. But there are also reproductive organs that go out and those that go in, right? We're supposed to be speaking about that much more too with Jupiter and Scorpio. Anyway, these are both signs that go in. These are both signs of the yin. And yet Saturn and Capricorn, I mean to say, has such a patriarchal expression, like provider, lawmaker, all that biz, you know, and yet a feminine sign. So what I would like to see, <laughs> and what I plan to practice and align my own intentions to, is reconnecting to the true feminine earth-based Capricorn which I see as the trunk of the tree and the roots. And Scorpio will guide those roots to deep water. Because the branches won't grow to the heavens until the roots sip from the waters of hell. But there's pristine water inside this earth. Yeah? Innocent water. Maybe even naive water to what's going here and down here in the, up above. And accessing that, you know, rooting into the ancestors and rooting into the wisdom of the earth. This is the potential of these two. Now, I should be careful to be too careful or optimistic. I mean, the old books did say that this Leo eclipse would be fire in the hills. And we have to look around and say, yeah, it's going down. But there's a lot that I was predicting that I also feel expanding in my own life and seeing again in my community, in my fellowship, and amazing beings. I mean, I see these reflections from a selected <laughs> uh, crew that I am an audience of and I'm uh, just so excited to see people choosing change and shifting. There's an archetype that my first teacher, Daniel Jamario of the Shamanic Astrology Mystery School invokes when he speaks about that true essence of rooted Capricorn is the circle of grandmothers. I love that. You know, it's almost as if 
culture has done everything it could to destroy the, the wise ones, the keepers of tradition, of earth wisdom. And yet, it is there, it is in every cell of our bodies, and there are elders we can find our ways to, and I know many of us do. But can we listen? Can we tune in? And so much of that wisdom is spoken not in words, but in the ways of the watery heart. So, my prayer and my plan is to utilize this connection of Jupiter, Scorpio, Saturn, Capricorn to ground in, to literally root in, like root chakra stuff, Capricorn, into the ground and to seek guidance to follow my heart, to really hear intuitively the resonance, yes, this works, no, that does not. And to, and to just know and keep the faith that as much as I'm exploring with mind outside, which I think mind is a beautiful thing to waste. <laughs> Too beautiful to waste. There's, there's again, there's a beauty in finding the way to the emotionless mind. And you say that, it's, that's a hard thing to say. I'm surprised that I am right now, but I also sang poorly to start us off, so why not, right? Uh, you know, because you think of the heartless head and it just looks like a bunch of nuclear buttons and pollution. <laughs> um, but there's... There's a thing about finding that pure spirit of mind and then that pure soul of heart, the headless heart and the heartless head, to really allow them to separate and thrive in their own ways and then marry them together, to bring them together. So we'll see that stimulated by some of the other crew, but certainly Jupiter now in Scorpio, Saturn, moving into Capricorn, will be there for two and a half years as he does in all the signs. It's about going in. It's about going yin. It's about that downward involutionary energetic into the monkey suit and one of the greatest gifts of the monkey suit, which doesn't always feel like such a gift, is the magic of the powerful heart. Yeah. So, what we'll read... Well, I won't even go there. That's my prayer. All right. <laughs> Interesting attachments. <laughs> That's a wonderful quote <laughs> I'm reading here in the comments. Yeah, some of those attachments would be things that I'm working on. Um, all right, let me see if I can scroll up and maybe address one more thing before we close out here. Surrendering to the energies of the universe. Yeah, I mean, that's a beautiful thing, you know. And it is these down and in energies. It is the, it is the chalice that knows more about... And let's use this word surrender first. About surrendering, about the flow, about the vision space, about not fearing you know, the darkness of the night, for that's where we find the starlight. And I think it is our chalice side, our yin side. 
even reflected in the biology of our sisters who have more rods than men typically, which means they can see better in the night. <laughs> that I believe, you know, and I think this is a really important thing for we men to seek counsel from our sisters because when regular in that period of life, you know, there's a monthly death and rebirth. A great story of Anana, which is one of my favorites. She has no fear to go into the cur, into the underworld. But when it's her husband, Demuzi's time, he's running for the hills, praying for his legs to be turned to antelope so he can get away. So surrendering into what is, it can be such an acceleratory process, you know, devotion to our process. Things go nuts, we fall apart, and we fight it by saying why me, or pointing our fingers and blaming, or feeling just so much guilt and so much shame that we can't see the point of the thing, you know? Can we surrender to that flow, have faith, trust that one of the most beautiful, I guess the most beautiful thing about the path is you cannot leave it. This is. And there's surrender, and I think in, a, in another expression, there's a time for this. There's also allowance. That it doesn't always have to be surrendering to a higher power outside of me. That it can be that what is called is for me to allow these powers from the inside to blossom. It's not only shame and painful judgments and stuff hidden in our shadow places. We keep some of our gold in that spot. Perhaps all of it, you know? The diamond is in the coal. Holding our best cards to our chest until the game is set. Then we rock it. Domino, you know? <laughs> So there's, I guess, a final thing I'd say here before signing off is this. We can accelerate the process of growth when we are in that place of pain and disillusion, post-calcination, the burning came, whether at the hand of another or at our own, that is the way. And why me slows it down, but why me speeds it up. Jupiter will speed some stuff up in the art of the heart. Here we go. Thanks for tuning in to Lucid Vibe Radio, Storytelling Hour, with your host, Gemini Brett. I'm signing off, folks. Love and planets to you. I will see you in space.